0: Whether you're just starting to plan your career path, you're a hard worker seeking greater opportunity, an aspiring entrepreneur, or a business person at the top of your game. Radio 111 presents The Success Doctor, a roadmap to best practices to help you achieve your best professional life with Dr. Stone James. Here's Stone. Well, hello i appreciate you turning in and i look
1: forward to spending the next hour together so if you're serious about your career path whether you're just starting out uh, ready to begin your second act or for those who are beginning ready to begin their third act our conversations are designed to help you become your best professional self i'm here to support you in finding your north star we're going to talk more about that to pursue your goals with energy passion, and diligence. My hope is that our time together, you'll be able to take action, discover new ideas, and navigate difficult situations. So, we've got some pretty exciting things to discuss. One of the things that I encourage you to do, if you've got any questions, or if you've got an idea, is to reach out to me. You can email me, or you can put something up on Twitter at Dr. Stone James, so that's at D R S T O N E J A M E S. Or if you want to make it private, you can email me at stone at radio111.com. Again, that's stone at radio111.com. So, in thinking about this discussion and thinking about what we'd like to accomplish. I thought that this really could be a confirmation of your thinking, something that you kind of know, but you don't know if you really know it. Or also, is could this opportunity to get together be kind of that voice from the sky, or it's a call to action, or it's an opportunity for you to reevaluate what you've got going on. So. I wanted to talk just a little bit about myself and how I found myself here sitting talking to you today. It started back in uh, the 1990s where I began volunteering for the Forestry Service. Spent about nine years doing that. Really found a passion for serving others. I ended up going to college and spent several years working jobs, trying to make as, you know as much money as I could, certainly learning good skills and important skills but I still never found my passion. I happened to be out for uh, training in Parsippany, New Jersey. I flew out there on September 8th of 2001. And I was in a, tra- in a uh, sales training class that morning, technology class, when the first tower, when the, uh, first, when the first plane ran into the tower at the World Trade Center. And at that time, I happened to be a volunteer for the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. I was on their mountain rescue team. I was a nationally certified EMT. And I was also a pretty fairly competitive triathlete. And I realized that was an opportunity for me to jump into action and leverage the second career that I had developed and respond. Long story short, I ended up going down to Liberty State Park and helping the rest of September 11th. We were preparing a... uh, Uh, the state park there that had a had a building that we were preparing for anywhere between a hundred and a thousand patients at a time coming over on a barge directly from Ground Zero. Uh, That never came to fruition. Unfortunately none of those patients came. I ended up using my Sheriff ID and I ended up going into taking a police boat into Ground Zero on the night of September 11th and the early morning of September 12th. That was a pretty challenging time for a 27 year old, 26 year old with no military background. Uh, At the time, uh, they had said chemical weapons had been used in the attack, so I knew enough about nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons that if the winds shifted, all of us at Liberty State Park would have been done. Uh, There just would have been, there would have been no second chance. Uh, And also had been told between 40 and 80,000 people had been killed or trapped, at the time we thought trapped. And so that was really, uh, in my life, a major, reflection point, inflection point, an opportunity for me to really think about all of the people that hopefully kissed their loved ones goodbye that morning, hopefully they didn't have a fight and go to work angry, and the fact that that person never came back, all of those unfulfilled dreams, uh, all of those things that were never said that should have been said. And so upon returning back to Southern California, uh, I knew that I needed to, go to pursue grad school ended up doing that, and I'll save you the rest of the details. But long story short, uh, in my life, I've really found that I have performed best when I have combined my passion with what I'm good at. As opposed to just doing something for a paycheck, if I can really find something that I believe in, identify what my skill set is, and then pursue that area that I uh, that I'm passionate about, that's when I've had my most fulfilling work. I currently serve as Director of Economic Development for the city of Cathedral City, and I must say uh, that has been incredibly fulfilling. We've got excellent senior leadership at the the city. We've got a stellar city manager. We have a very, very competent, committed, and engaged city council. They're good people, they're bright people, and they care deeply about the community. And so it is really by virtue of that position that I find myself sitting in this chair having a conversation with you. And so when I was talking to station manager, John McMillan, who is just an excellent man, he does great work, uh, he cares deeply about his city. We were talking about this program. Is there something that I can provide to my listeners? And he said, absolutely yes. And so with that, I thought we could go over some of those things together. What are some of the things that you can do if you're interested in your career? If you are happy with where you are, but you wanna take it to the next level? If you're not happy with where you are and you wanna completely change paths, or maybe you've had a complete disruption. Maybe you've had a family issue or an illness and death in the family. Maybe your work has been disrupted by COVID-19. And so that was really kind of the 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 foundational thoughts behind this discussion. So what I thought we could do is, in addition to responding to any questions that you come up with during the week when we're not together, I thought we could talk about some of the things that I have found to be really pivotal uh, within life. And so within the professional world that is and so I think that one of the biggest things is if you are in that place where you're not happy with where you are and you want that change, and that's, that's an okay feeling to have. It's not a fun feeling, but I can certainly tell you that necessity is the motherhood of invention. And so you've, if you have, if you have, if you have that, that discontent, you're in one place and you want to go to another, that's okay. And what I would suggest is harness that. Identify the people in your circle whom you can rely upon and that you can use to help identify what your North Star is. Uh, during the doctoral program uh, that I was a part of at USC, uh, I recently graduated with a doctorate of policy planning to development from the Price School of Public Policy. It was a, an excellent program, very rigorous. I met some absolutely incredible people. I also had the opportunity to take a kind of a, a side tour. Uh, USC has got an Executive Masters of Leadership program, uh, and that is run by Dr. Carol Geffner. Absolutely amazing program, absolutely spectacular woman. And there was a lot of things g- gleaned from both that executive, manner, uh, executive Masters of Leadership program, we'll call it EML, or the program that was headed up by Dr. Deborah Natoli, the DPPD program but one of the things they really talked about was leadership, and I think that leadership can take many forms. It can take how you lead your life as an individual, certainly how you lead your family, and then also your leadership position within your, uh, within your career, or even civically. One of the books that I really found foundational was a book by Bill George, he is a former chairman and CEO of Metronics, and he wrote a book about authentic leadership, just rediscovering the secrets to creating lasting value. And in that, Mr. George talked about the dimensions of authentic leadership. And I was thinking about, if someone came to me, and someone recently did, and they wanted to make that change, what are the things that they could think about And what George had identified, what Bill George had identified was, there were a couple of of core elements. And that is leading or identifying what is your core purpose? What are your core values? Identify the relationships that are most important to you. What is your self-discipline like? And also where is your heart? And it's those five elements that are really core to what Bill George believes is that authentic leader. So Medtronics, what does Medtronics do? How does this gentleman know what the heck's going on? Why would I want to listen to what he has to say? So Medtronics is an absolutely incredible organization. They are on the cutting edge, certainly were at the time of this book, the cutting edge for medical devices such as pacemakers and so they so throughout their organization they realized that every product they made every single device was a life extending device and so that whole organization recognized and that was part of his leadership philosophy was recognized the absolutely pivotal work that they had in people's lives. These were people's mothers, fathers, hopefully not kids, but probably in some cases kids, grandparents that relied on these devices to stay alive. And so authentic leadership in that realm could not have been more important due to the gravity of what they were doing. One device that wasn't made very well, had some design flaws, let's say, could have catastrophic unchangeable consequences. Well, let's say they have a good device, a a sensible device that's designed well, but it was not manufactured perfectly. Again, life-changing, life-ending consequences and losses that people could never recover from. And so it was fascinating reading his book and really studying, doing a deep dive on his leadership philosophies and so I thought that that was something that we could begin our conversation today in really identifying it. What is your North Star? What's most important to you? Let's say you have a job right now that pays the bills. Maybe you have a job right now that doesn't pay the bills. Those can be excellent motivators. So in the coming segment, I thought that that's something that we could really dive into is what is it like to identify what is a North Star and how do we identify that?
0: professional goals and objectives with tried-and-true approaches in the workplace. This is the Success Doctor on Radio 111. Now, here's Dr. Stone James. Hey, good afternoon. This is Dr. Stone James and you are listening to
1: Radio 111, the Success Doctor discussion. I appreciate you tuning in and looking forward to talking to you here for the next little while previously we were discussing a, uh, a, a pivotal leadership book uh, and analysis synopsis and that was by Bill George. He was a former chairman and CEO of Medtronics, uh, an organization that was really did some, some life-saving work in the medical device segment, particularly uh, pacemakers. And one of the things that Bill George had talked about really was being an authentic leader. And we had talked about really the five elements, as Bill George, CEO Bill George had said, that that comprise that. And again, leadership has many forms. You can be a leader as a father, or as a wife, or as a husband. You can be a leader in your church. You can be a leader in your community, a leader at work, or even leading your own life. And so I think that the applicability is tremendous, and it transcends not just your professional life, but also your personal life. And that's something that I think is going to be kind of a, an interesting discovery that we're going to have together, and that is just that all of the work that one puts in in trying to create that, that professional life, that career that you've always wanted, that is not disconnected from your personal life. And I think, in fact, that the better that you bring alignment of both your personal life your personal desires and your passions your hopes and your dreams the more that aligns with your professional life I think that you're going to live a happier life certainly you're going to live a more purpose-driven life and a passionate life I think it's also going to improve your home life and so really when we talk about some of these professional things they're really not just professional they are they are so much more so Back to what CEO Bill George talked about. So he had five elements of this authentic leadership. First one was purpose, second one was values, third one was relationships, fourth one was self-discipline, and the fifth one was heart. So let's talk a little about purpose. Oh, it looks like we've got station manager John McMullen joining us. Hi Stone, welcome. Hey John, we're Thanks glad for, to have you here. Oh, you betcha! Thanks for making the time. I saw you walking by earlier, and I'm glad that you decided to stop in. What we're uh, what we're talking about right now is we're talking about authentic leadership through the eyes of uh, CEO Bill George from FedMedtronics, and particularly we were going to tackle purpose. Talk about purpose, and in an area in a time. When there's been so much disruption, COVID-19 has had such a profound impact. So many people have either used this as an opportunity to reevaluate their their lives, nor they've been forced to reevaluate their lives. I hope there's not been a situation, and I know there has been, where they've had a death of a loved one that has given them this
0: opportunity to reflect and
1: uh, make some changes.
0: I'm interested in hearing what you're going to have to say ab- about his talking, about his leadership styles, because he is the CEO of a company that actually makes a product that less than eight weeks ago I had to have implanted in my own chest. Oh gosh! And of course, I'm thinking about how does a guy who leads a life-prolonging manufacturing business run his company. Well, John, I appreciate you sharing that, and uh, what
1: a blessing that there's the technology that exists that you were able to have that device For implanted. For sure, yeah. That is, that's fantastic. So, so I think that that's, so what is the purpose? What is the purpose that, that you want to li- live with your life? When you are 80 and 90 years old, and you're no longer working, what do you want to re- look back on and say, gosh, I am so glad I did this, or I'm so glad I made contributions in this field. And so I think it's identifying what is that core purpose of your being, and and then using that, so identify not only what is your core purpose, what matters to you? How do you want to contribute to the lives of those around you? And then once you do that, then you can use that as kind of the opportunity. This is the area that I would like to make those contributions. So let's say it's, it's senior-oriented. Let's say you had a grandmother or a grandfather, maybe, you, obviously, we, uh, hopefully, we all had both, certainly all had both at one point, that was particularly meaningful for you. And let's say that you are called to serve that population I know within the city of Cathedral City, located here in Southern California, within the Coachella Valley, a beautiful place. At least nine months out of the year, the other three months can be pretty warm. <laughs> but uh, we've got the, the Cathedral City Senior Center, and that is, an, that is a, uh, a f- facility that provides a, an enormous array of services for uh, an assortment of senior citizens. So there is still certainly more to come on the Success Doctor. When we come back, we'll talk more about what, that, what identifying your purpose looks like. I'm Stone James. You're listening to Radio 111, Success Doctor. Talk to you soon. Okay.
0: The doctor is in. Putting your best foot forward on the job with Dr. Stone James on The Success Doctor. From Radio 111, here's Stone. Hey, welcome back. Thanks again for making the time to connect.
1: So where we left off in the previous segment was we're talking about the Cathedral City Senior Center. Uh, This is, and, and finding your purpose, what is your passion? And so the Senior Center is really an incredible organization, it's based here, obviously in the city of Cathedral City, uh, right here south of City Hall. And what they do is they do an incredible job of serving the senior population. That could mean people who can afford market-rate housing. This could also mean, certainly focuses on a lot of lower-income seniors or at-risk seniors. They are led by several professionals One gentleman in particular that is, uh, he's just, he is an inspiration, uh, and that is Jeff. He does, he's doing the Lord's work every day. And so what they have done is they have partnered with a number of different organizations throughout the community to provide food that is going to be, uh, that's going to expire in, let's say, less than a week. They provide a food drive on almost a weekly basis to some of their at- at-risk members or at-risk residents. They do a number of things that are really, that are meeting the needs, the socialization, the physical activity, uh, those connections. They've even partnered with the Braille Institute. And so the point of all of this is the fact that when you identify what that core passion is, then you can start identifying some organizations that you could at least on a preliminary basis start working with or even volunteering with to get closer to that area that you wanna contribute in. And so when we, talk about, when we talk about purpose, right, one of those five values of being an authentic leader, and we take a look at what's that purpose, this is I think an opportunity, this is a challenge for you to identify what is important to you. Not what's important according to your parents or your spouse, or other, let's say you've got friends, other family members who try to influence what's important to you. But to identify, to think deeply about what is isn't important to you. And then to use use those answers, whatever they are, to identify the fields. And there's not just one. There could be many fields, several fields, certainly they're gonna cluster, that you could focus on Uh, penetrating, getting access to. So there is this absolutely seminal read written written by Jim Collins It came out probably 20 years ago now called Good to Great. And in that book, that is my personal opinion, a must read for really anyone in the business or even the nonprofit sector or quite candidly educational sectors. This is a book everyone should read. And one of the many things that Jim Collins and his research team of probably 20 people found out over the course of five years interviewing different uh, senior leaders, CEOs, from some of America's top organizations, they found this concept of momentum. And momentum is so key. And so in our conversation today, I thought, well, how can we talk more about this concept of momentum and identifying or redefine what your purpose in life is and so what I would respectfully suggest is, is that when you're trying to identify what is this new purpose this new direction that you want to take on how can you identify that purpose or that direction that builds on existing momentum and I think that is going to be key to coming in at a higher level in whatever field, in whatever place that you would like to be, is to build on your existing momentum. Now, if you're young enough, and you've only been in a career for a couple of months or a couple of years, and it's okay for you to kind of push the reset button and start anew, but if you've got 10 years or 20 years or even 30 or 40 years in, then that's gonna be an awful big change. So then how can you take all of those previous experiences, use them as a foundation, and use them as a springboard for this new adventure, for this new area that you wanna jump off into? And so that momentum, identifying the momentum on the flywheel is mission critical one of the case studies that they talked about in the book, Good to Great, was they talked about Walmart. And most people will, will they'll, they'll, talk about, uh, they'll talk about Walmart and they'll act as if it is an egg where everyone huddles around wow. and all of a sudden the little chick inside the egg begins to break through and that's the news of the day. The, the chick makes a dramatic breakthrough, cracks the shell, and now you've got this fully formed, beautiful, fluffy little chick. Well really, the development of that chick went on months before in that egg, prior to that breakthrough. Same thing with Walmart. I bet you if you would ask most people, when, when did Walmart have the breakthrough? When did they become the number one retailer in the world? Some may say, oh gosh, probably around the year 2000. Maybe some would say 2010, 2015. I don't, I bet you, most people don't know that Sam Walton started Walmart in 1962. And it wasn't until the mid 80s, a full 20 years later, that they opened their first supercenter. And so I think sometimes society and media can focus in on, try to, to clearly delineate. oh my gosh, the breakthrough of the chick. This is amazing. How did Walmart all of a sudden become overnight the number one retailer? The answer is, is they didn't. They built that momentum. Slow pushes on the flywheel. So if picture a giant wheel, a giant heavy wheel, and you spend days, months, maybe even years, pushing on that flywheel, and you push and push and push, and energy and energy goes into that and all of a sudden you have one full rotation and you keep pushing, you keep pushing, you keep by that effort, that consistent focus and all of a sudden two rotations and then three and then at some point you're gonna have a breakthrough. That breakthrough of that flywheel is gonna start building momentum and the momentum of the flywheel itself is gonna help continue the motion of the flywheel. So your own career your own life can kind of take a a similar path. So when you're looking to identify what is your core purpose, that's one of the things that I would invite you to do, and that's one of the things that I did with this doctoral program. Back in, uh, well, on September 11th and and that time after when I was reflected upon the the experience that I had and how how many people had hopes, wishes, and dreams that they never fulfilled because their life was tragically taken that day. And so then that's what prompted me to uh, uh, apply to and get into University of Southern California, had a master's of real estate development program. It was a great program. There were excellent people in the program. Some of them are dear friends to this day. And that real estate was an opportunity, and specifically real estate development, was an opportunity for me to learn how to be a part of enhancing the built environment. So how can I be a part of the both, not only trying to address the residential housing crisis because my focus was on residential housing, but also build work on the built environment to create places and to create homes that people could raise families, they could retire in. And so, so it's that it's that momentum. It's identifying what you've done in the past that you can use as a stepping stone for for the next uh, aspect of your journey. And so some of these things really could, we could have entire discussions just on this concept of purpose, just on this concept of North Star. But what I would invite you to do, if you have questions, please either email them to me or uh, tweet them at at dr S-T-O-N-E J-A-M-E-S and you can throw in some questions, you can ask about any articles and I'll take a look at those and then respond to you either via Twitter, via email or during the next time that we're together on, for with a conversation. So in the interest of time, I'd like to briefly touch on values. And that is something that I think we, we cannot stress enough. What are those core values? And are you living by your core values? And are you acting with integrity? We actually had an entire ethics course uh, at U.S. Well, there's actually many ethics courses, and all of the schools have ethics courses, and they should. But what, what was interesting was, it's that ethics course, and that's really a daily walk. That's a daily journey there are very few times in which someone's gonna walk up to you with a giant bag of money and say, hey, I just took this off the back of that bank truck, do you want it, right? I mean, that's, that, that, hey, it's probably plant and there's a dye pack in there, so it's not gonna work out well for you to begin with. But secondly, uh, I, I don't really know in life that you're gonna come across a lot of situations like that where it's such a bright line, right? There's such a bright ethical line One of the things that I learned during my undergraduate studies in accounting was in the audit class, and that is something that has stayed with me since I graduated in the 90s, and that was you have to be independent in both appearance and in fact. You have to be, as an auditor, you have to be independent in both appearance and in fact. And so what I thought was meaningful about that, certainly as our our discussion today is now revolving around values, what are those core values? And those values, you live those values on the hundreds of small decisions that you make every day. Are you treating yourself with respect? Are you treating your, your coworkers with dignity and respect? Are you treating your children and your spouse with respect? And so all of those small decisions, those, well, those do a number of things, those most certainly add up over time, and they build momentum. And either it can be positive momentum, or it can be negative momentum. And believe me, I've seen people build both. And so you're not only you're building momentum, but you're reinforcing who you want to become. And so oftentimes I've got a very, very toxic person in my life. And sometimes that person can be very abusive and very angry, very hostile. And ultimately I look back on and I say, Who is it I want to become? Who do I want to practice becoming? And of course my answer is I want to be that that, that support that strong, that independent, but that nurturing, that loving, that supporting person. And so that helps navigate me on my decision to not respond in kind, but to take that high road. And I think that when you, when you make those hundreds of micro decisions over the course of months and years, those add up. So we've got more useful information coming along in the next Success Doctor and Radio 111. I'm Dr. Stone James. I appreciate you being here with me today, and I look forward to talking to you shortly.
0: is the Success Doctor on Radio 111, helping students and professionals at all stages along the journey to success. Now, here's Dr. Stone James. Hey, good afternoon, welcome back. This is Dr. Stone James and we are having
1: a discussion on the Radio 111 radio show, Success Doctor. Appreciate you making your time to join me. So we were talking about identifying your North Star We're identifying, really talking about identifying your purpose. We were talking about the importance of values and really values, having the values trickle down in in your relationships in a lot of the hundreds of small decisions you make on a daily basis and how all of those things relate back to being an authentic person and an authentic leader. So next is, let's talk about relationships. Uh, There was a book that I'd read years ago Uh, That was recommended by uh, just a delightful person, Peggy Sue Lane, from from formerly First American Title. I think she's now at Stewart Title. And she had talked about uh, this book called The Power of Who. And The Power of Who was a pretty interesting read. And essentially what that book talked about was, you know, so many people within your current network, either your family or through school or through work or friends of a friend, and they, this author, really advocated the fact that you don't need to go out and you don't need to wait and all of a sudden uh, start trying to build a new network, but you can start working the network that you've got. I saw this in my personal life years ago and it was, it was quite, it was, it, was, it was actually stunning. Uh, I had a job that was, you know, working for a big corporation. It was theoretically quite prestigious. It was not quite what I wanted from life though. This was prior to September 11th. And so I wanted to get into a particular field. And at the time, I was uh, enjoying triathlon. So I was younger, I didn't have the, the time commitments of a, of a family, uh, and so I'd, I was really tr- quite active in the triathlon community. And I finally made the decision that I wanted to pursue penetrating this completely different industry, it was in the medical field, uh, completely different industry. And I made that decision and I went to triathlon practice that night and typically that consisted of a bunch of people going for uh, long rides and a run. It's called a brick workout. And I just throw that out to the group. And we probably had a group of maybe 12 people. And one of the people piped up and said, "'Oh my gosh, my dear friend is in that industry.'" Another person piped up and said, "'I'm in that industry.'" gosh, if you're interested in that, I can totally introduce you to people that can help you. And I went home that night, and I just reflected on how amazing it was when you put out something that you want into the universe, how oftentimes that universe responds. And so we've talked about those relationships, and we've talked about treating others with respect and dignity, looking for the good in people uh, and recognizing that we all have baggage. All of us have had difficult lives. We're all probably going through some difficult situations. We've had losses, we've had hurts, we've had wins. And so instead of focusing on the peculi- the, someone's peculiarities, do you focus on what's wrong with them or do you focus on what's g- good within them? And then how do you help that person bring out the best within them? And so that that component of relationships with the authentic leader is so important because no man is an island. And so we're all in this together. And so that is one of those, that is the third component of CEO Bill George's concepts of an authentic leader. Let's move on to quickly the next two and that is the self-discipline and followed by heart. So self-discipline, self-discipline is an interesting thing. I think that's something that certainly all of us can work on. I have not met anyone who is perfect in their self-discipline and it's all completely relative. There are some people who have extraordinary self-discipline. There's others that probably could use a bigger dose of self-discipline. I do believe though that self-discipline is also a function of habits. What are your habits? Do you have healthy habits? Do you want to have unhealthy habits? Um, I did some reading years ago, and there was a visualization, something that really stuck with me. And that was this visualizing habits as a a giant wire cable. And if you've looked at a wire cable, it's not one giant strand, but there's dozens, or depending on the, the width of the cable, hundreds of these strands. And each one of those is that, is that behavior. And as you lay down that behavior, as you do something, you're laying down that cable and you're building up the strength of that either good habit or bad habit. And so that's what makes habits so difficult to sever is the fact that they're built up over time and they can have remarkable strength. But when you go to look and break that habit, think of how you would break through that wire cable. So our time together for this uh, for this after this, this conversation is coming to a close. I'd like you to join us again next week for the Success Doctor on Radio 111. If you'd like to send any questions or comments, please do so. really love to have them. You can email me at Stone at radio 111com You can tweet me at dr Stone James. Again, that's at stone So this is Dr. Stone at Radio 111. I appreciate your time. Have a great week and make it a success.